see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box. Recorded in beautiful Virgin Valley, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, Mesquite, Nevada, and find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com. Hosting today's episode is Rochelle Knight and Steve Dudrow. Let's go have some fun. Welcome to another episode of The Art Box. What's up with you today, Rochelle? Well, I'm really excited about our next guest, Linda Harris. Yeah, Linda, thank you for coming in on this rainy day. Beautiful rain, I love it. It is. It smells great. Linda, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I came to Mesquite in 2017 with my husband, and we came here because of the arts and culture. We had actually planned to go down south. We had vacationed at Gulf Shores, Alabama for several winters, had even picked out exactly where we wanted to live, decided to do one last trip out west because we always loved the Red Rocks, came out here, decided we'd move, put our house up for sale, sold it within a week, gave or sold all of our possessions, threw a mattress on the floor, bought new dishes, pots and pans, which was a lot of fun, new towels and washcloths. (laughs) Started again as newlyweds, which was kind of fun because we've been married now 48 years. It It was a big jump for us. Our family was so concerned. Within the first month, both of my sons and my brother came out to check to make sure that we really were okay and hadn't hadn't uh, just gone totally off. We felt we absolutely fell in love with Mesquite and a big part of that love was the art here and, and the culture. And, and Gold Butte, because that's pretty much where I know you from. Gold Butte, that's yeah. right. Michael and Gold Butte. Yes. Who is this lady I keep seeing <laughs> with her husband? Actually, my husband's not a hiker. He's a golfer. Yeah. Yes, so I, I hike with other people. And the reason I got into hiking was when I first came out here, I was just trying to paint the inside of our house, one color, one color. It was the light and the color were so different out in the West compared to the Midwest. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to paint it all. I need to get out and just experience the color and the light of the desert. So that's what got me started hiking. During COVID, I was one of those people that traveled for surgery somewhere else. So I was on a plane with like seven other people flying into Missouri, stayed in my son's basement because, you know, we didn't want to get around each other. He took me to the hospital, dropped me off in front of it, and then came and picked me up after my surgery. I went back down in the basement until I flew back home. As I was recovering from surgery, I started hiking, and the world was getting more and more crazy. And it seemed like the more crazy the world was, the longer hike I wanted to do, and the higher hike I wanted to do. And so I just started going on longer and higher 
hikes all the time. Got into the rock scrambling and the more challenging hikes. Um, That was my start to just being able to do art, was to understand the light and the color of the West. Got involved with the Mesquite Fine Arts Gallery, and um, as a volunteer, I'm currently director of programs there, and I also write the grants. So I help the coordinators with their budget, any other things that they may have questions about anything I can assist them and try to keep everything running pretty smoothly. Would you like me to tell you a little bit about the programs that we offer, the free educational programs? Absolutely, but can I first ask a sure. question? Is the mattress still on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing not. <laughs> no. And our move-in house, our move-in ready house wasn't quite move-in ready yeah. either. It was a it was a big uh, experience. A, a fun experience. We've met so many great people here. You Mesquite is such a unique area. It really is. It, it is. We love our little Mesquite. And it's people from everywhere. I think right. that's what's so fun. Absolutely. Everyone you talk to is from a different place in the country. And I agree. One real quick comment I have. I, I, it's fascinating that you said you had to get used to the light and the color in the West. Mm-hmm. I, I would never even have thought that different places would have different light like that so I think that's that's very neat that you mentioned that and and that you even noticed it well I was trying to paint the inside of my house just the walls the same color and I and it was like oh it looks different like it doesn't match now Right. (laughs) so that's when I discovered oh I better study the light and color a little bit more before I get my paints out in Missouri I used to do porcelain art and I had my own kiln I decided not to move the kiln in the, to the desert in my yard, didn't have room. So when I came here, I focused more on watercolors and acrylics, a mm-hmm. little bit of oils. Thanks. And let me say about your watercolors, wow. Yeah, they're beautiful. Oh, yeah, thank you. amazing. I went to a watercolor workshop once, and for three days we could either pick out portraits or landscapes, and everybody would alternate but I kept picking portraits out. It was a Stan Miller workshop. And after that workshop, I was really drawn to portraits because I liked the emotion that they could convey and the emotion I felt making those. So what kind of portraits do you like to do? Of people you know or famous people or? People I know. People you know, okay. Right. That's more challenging too, because if you really know them, I think trying to get their personality to show through in their face, I think that's. That's a fun challenge. It is a fun challenge. I also do portraits of photographs that are given to me mm-hmm. by by others. The one that I recently did, the father giving away his daughter who the, at her wedding, I did that because the photograph was given to me, and I thought, man, this photograph has so much emotion in it. That has to be such a bittersweet moment when the father is giving his daughter away. Right. That was a fun one for me, for sure. Yeah, a lot of emotion there. Right. That was an exhibition, what, one or two months ago? I, I remember that. Let Your Dreams Fly, yes. Let Your Dreams right. Fly, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And you both won awards in Let Your Dreams Fly. I did. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you. you too. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so tell us about the programs that you're in charge of. Okay, great. So we have a lot of free educational programs for adults and children as well. 
our Get Smart with Art visual program is for youth ages 8 to 14. It meets on Saturdays once a month during the school year. The objective of that is to encourage children to tell their own stories through their visual art. They learn artistic skills at the same time, but the focus is on expressing themselves, talking about their art, problem solving, critical thinking, and fostering respect for themselves and for others. So it's a safe and supportive environment for them to, to do their art. We're really ex- oh, That has been sponsored by Nevada Humanities and the National Endowment for the Humanities. We're really excited about this year. It was just approved by the board that we will add another component to that, which is performing arts for the youth. Mitzi Bender is leading that. She's extremely qualified, and we're looking forward to to seeing that program run run its course as well. Yeah, that looks like a, a really exciting addition. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And those students will be... Some of the subjects, though, will include creating portfolios, engagement in self-expressive monologues, musical poetry, and exploration of through movement and voice. The Stay Smart with Art classes are free classes for adults. Those go four times a year, and our coordinator of that is Lucia Lindbergh. She also is teaching our first class, which is on abstracts this August. So that's just, uh, it offers offers an opportunity for adults to come and explore their creativity in a relaxed environment. That's in the evenings. Our Brown Bag Cultural Series, that's a really popular program, and it introduces the public to art, history, and culture of this area. And it's held once a month on Tuesdays from 12 to 1. Yeah, and we've got a date with that, I think, on December 2nd or 6th or something. We're going to do a podcast. I saw that. You're there re- December 6th. December yes, 6th. I saw that. It's on our website. Yeah, it is which, which, I think I was the one who put it there, so I should remember. <laughs> which, are, which I should add is very well managed. And well, thank you. <laughs> I'm a great partner to, in that. <laughs> finally, one of the things we started last year was our artist in residence, and we brought Larry Burton here from Carson City. He was a photographer. All of those workshops were open and free to the public. This year we received another grant from Nevada Arts Council and National Endowment for the Arts to bring Debbie Lambin in. She's a book artist. She'll reuse and recycle books to make sculptures, and those will also be free to attend. That'd be fascinating. It will be, absolutely. Now, do you think she'll teach any workshops? Oh, yes. She will. Yes. Her process. Yes, that's what she'll be doing is the workshops with the process. So, So each participant will get a chance to create their own sculpture. I really look forward to that. Yes. Yeah, I think you can provide us some pictures of, of those, right, so we can put them on the website for your... Absolutely. Okay. We've got all kinds of pictures, but that... How are you going to do a sculpture out of a book? Uh-huh. I think that's really cool. But not a book on tape. Because <laughs> those don't exist anymore. Yeah. 
That's a running joke about books on tape. Oh. Because I always say tape. And okay. We haven't had, when was the last time when I, you listened to a tape? <laughs> well, whenever we want to record something on TV, I always say, hey, you know, to my husband, will you, will you tape that? And my kids are, they always give me this puzzled look. It's like, oh. Let's talk a little bit more about your art. We have several questions that we like to ask, and one of them is, what is your art truth? I'm actually a retired mathematics teacher. I taught math for 25 years in Missouri. Coming from that perspective, what excites me about art is the problem solving. I'm so interested in the journey, not the destination. It really doesn't matter if I have anything that I'm going to put on the wall. In fact, a lot of my stuff is in the closet because it just means something to me. I'm really excited about the problem solving. I attended a few workshops, but I'm mostly self-taught. One of the things that I taught myself was color. So I spent a lot of time, a lot of years, making mud before I learned how the color worked, how to make nice neutrals. It was a lot of fun. How do you handle mistakes and the critic in your head? Well, I love making mistakes and trying to pull out something from a really bad piece that I'm working on. Once I make a really bad mistake, I feel like I give myself freedom to just do whatever I want, try new techniques. I'm working on a piece right now which is just grapes, but I wanted to make it more complex. And I was working so hard on the background and the lighting and then I realized all of a sudden the design was not good. It's just not a pleasing design. So then I have to try to I had to try to pull out a, a better design and work with that, make it a picture that would all come together. Well, that's great. Did you throw it away? <laughs> no, I'm still working oh, on okay. it. <laughs> well, and I think that's one of the, the big challenges with watercolor is that with acrylic, you paint back over it. With watercolor, you would probably really have to get creative, right? Because you can't really go over things. Maybe I'm. You do, but that's when I pull out the acrylic and call it mixed media. <laughs> oh, too. I've I done that. <laughs> so, I, and I actually like I like to start with watercolor and then add acrylic just for fun. I noticed you asked me about rules of art earlier. Right. I don't really have rules of art. I kind of laughed at that. I don't know if I'm breaking a rule to pull out the acrylics after I start a watercolor. When I do my art, I think about music. I have very little musical training as well. But I know when I hear a really good piece of music, everybody knows that. And I think the art is the same way. When I do a really good piece of art, I just know it. And those are the ones that I've tended to win awards on. Mm -hmm. That's a great feeling too, I think, when you finish something and you think, okay, I did good. Yes. I'm, I'm proud of that. I want to share it. Yes. yes. So sometimes I will put my work in the exhibit if I want to share a piece. I don't usually put my art in the gift shop for sale. For competing. Right. Since you brought up music, uh -huh. um, when you're painting, do you listen to music? Do you listen to book? I won't say book on tape. Do you listen to a book? Maybe a podcast? Maybe an art box podcast? I will. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to one recently and just loved it. So now I'm addicted to the podcast. It just depends on the, what 
the mood I'm in and what I want to convey. Sometimes I'll listen to different types of music, and sometimes I listen to none. I think so. I, I'm kind of that way too. I think it depends on how how into it I can get, and sometimes I think right. Sometimes it really helps me really get into it, you know, as far as music. But then sometimes I think it can be kind of a distraction. So maybe it's just a, like a mood thing. But that's yeah, true. And the one thing I've learned is that I need to take breaks. You've probably mm -hmm. done that as well, Rochelle, right. because you get focused on one little p part of your painting, and you don't realize that all of this up here you've really messed up sure. even though this little tiny part looks really good <laughs> so so you have to go back and take breaks and you come do. back and look at it with a different eye yes you do with a fresh perspective exactly which which leads me back a little bit i think you uh -huh. said when you moved here you moved, one of the things was for golf yes can you liken golf to art at all i'm completely off the <laughs> off the ranch that's really question. interesting my husband's an, an avid golfer, and that's part of the reason we moved here. Um, well, certainly, golf has a lot of problem solving in it as well. And golf is influenced by the nature around them. So I would liken that to art. That's a good question. My question would be, when I played golf and I wanted to throw my club, uh -huh. Do, the, do either one of you two artists ever want to throw your brush? No, when I'm frustrated, I don't think I get like that anger. I think I just want to go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I've never done that because that's when I feel really free. When I've met, totally messed up a piece, Yeah. Then I then that freedom comes in. I love that attitude. I think I just get defeated, and I like the attitude of, of wait a minute, it's an opportunity. Now I can do right. something else. That's, yeah. And every time I've been in a workshop, I'm I'm really a poor workshop student because I when the teacher's trying to tell us how to do something a certain way, I'm always thinking, Oh, but what if I add this and do this and do this and then all of a sudden everybody else has this beautiful piece of work and mine is kind of this blobby mess where I've tried all these new techniques, but I thought I think, well, you know, it's a workshop. Right, as I'm long there. as you learn. If, right, and, and uh, the teacher could probably give me some good advice on, on what I've done wrong. I have done a couple of outside plein air workshops in Missouri, and quite honestly, I don't know if I got so involved in it or what, but twice the teachers forgot I was in the workshop. <laughs> So so they went around and checked everybody else and talked to them and came back to me and said, oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot you. I forgot you were here. <laughs> but it's all good fun. Well, since you bought up Plein Air, yes. didn't you set off alarms at a bank one time and cause a big hubbub? I did. How, how could that happen? <laughs> I love Plein Air. It was my first Plein Air experience. And I got permission from the bank to go on Sunday. They had some beautiful red roses in front of the bank. So I got all my paints, all my supplies ready, got the perfect colors out. And all of a sudden, two police cars with their sirens and lights came up and wanted to know what the heck I was doing there. So um, that was quite an experience, but it actually, wasn't quite finished because I was in Missouri 
and thunderstorms come up quite suddenly there. That same day after the police left, a storm came up and my stuff was flying all over the place. Oh. I had to gather it, put it in the car real quick and go home. But I do love plein air. It, it has a certain feel to it. That's when you don't worry so much about your finished project, but you just want to capture the feel of, of what it was like to be outside that day. I got a lot of red in that picture, like the sirens. <laughs> you know, so. It was extra, exp, extra inspiration. It was, absolutely. And memorable. Maybe if that hadn't happened, it wouldn't be stuck in your brain like that. That's right, it's memorable. Mm -hmm. Another time I was trying to study the lights, so I set up a card table at the back of my house, took an antique vase, put some flowers in it, the only thing was, and I didn't think about it at the time, that sun moves really fast. So a shadow kept coming over the table, and I kept getting up every like 10 or 15 minutes, moving the table over, moving the table over, till finally the vase and the flowers fell and broke. Oh, no. So I just painted the broken vase with the flowers. And, you know, oh, I think that'd be you have to improvise. Right. There's some great experiences with plein air, and which I hope to start a plein air group soon. As a workshop or just Oh, no, class? just a fun thing. Just a group? Just a group for VVAA members and also anyone in town that would like to join. We will be getting that art alert out when the weather gets a little cooler. We may go try to get out once a month and have some fun times and paint together. Oh, I'd love to be a part of that. Yeah, now, that's great. you mentioned that you've used acrylic before. Do you ever try using that plain air? I've, I've never mm -hmm. done plain air, and I'd like to, except for I'm always so worried that it dries so fast that, that you know, being outside, that maybe it's not doable. But have you tried that? Acrylic with uh -huh. plain air? Uh -huh. Yes, yes. Fun. Okay. I have. Well, then I'm going to come out with you. <laughs> a, a great experience that I had, which really made me paint, fast. We were actually staying close to the harbor at Savannah, Georgia, and they have the big ships coming in. We were on Tybee Island. I would paint the ships as they came into port, and you only have about 10 minutes before they're gone. So that was a great, great plein air experience. It got me painting a lot faster. As, as you know, if you're trying to do sunrise or sunset as well, you only have so much time and the light changes so fast. That's a huge challenge. It was. It was a lot of fun, though. See, as I sit here, and another artist sits before us, mm -hmm. there's just so many different things. It's amazing. It is. And oh, stuff we have, you. I didn't, you know, because I've, I've, I know what plain air is, but I've never even envisioned that I could go do it. And, and you just brought up that you only have, I didn't even think about this either, because I do mm -hmm. spend a lot of time on my paintings, where in plain air, you, you have this moment. And right. You've got to get it done, which would be a neat feeling because then, you know, by the time you leave, hopefully you have this finished painting because you kind of have to, right? Because if you come back tomorrow, it's going to be different. That's true. It will be different tomorrow. Do you remember when you took, did you ever take typing where mm -hmm. you had those time tests? Yes. That's like your plein air experience. <laughs> it's just for fun, it's to get the feel for that, to improve your skills. You don't really think of it as a finished piece, at least I don't. A lot of artists will take their plein air work back into the studio and work on it, or make a larger piece 
using those experiences with okay. the plein air. Okay. That's what I would have to do, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got a granddaughter. I do. My granddaughter is 14. 14. She loves mathematics. Now, where does that come uh, from? Yeah. <laughs> music. Her other grandmother is a music teacher. Yeah. And she loves art as well. I, she lives in Missouri with my son and his wife. He works for Boeing. And then my other son works for Garmin. He lives in Kansas City. Oh, so. Yeah, we know Garmin. That fits right in with her I know, I know <laughs> absolutely. He gave me great advice on my InReach Mini to buy. <laughs> to buy? Yes, yeah. I have an InReach. You had to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> but you know a guy. <laughs> I do. I might have gotten, I maybe got a reduced price. <laughs> See, having kids pays off some. It does. It certainly does. I've never totally looked into them, but when I've been on the website, I think it's really cool is that we have the lesson plans up there, and then mm. they've stayed. I've actually thought it would be neat to have them all together all the years that we've had. The, or no, stay, get smart with art, mm. and all the lessons plans are there. I think I just think that's cool. So I think it's a neat resource. So say your child mm. couldn't be there, then then maybe you could do it at home. We only have lessons from one year. The Is reason we did that was because that was during COVID. I wrote oh, those lesson plans and put them neat. on. I think it was really yeah, neat. Thank you. What a great resource. At that time, we limited our class to the so how many we could get in with the social distancing. Mm -hmm. So we only could get about 12 students in the class. And some parents weren't um, comfortable having their children come into the classroom, even with masks. So that's when we, when I wrote the online lessons and we put those for par out for parents. Okay, I just thought those were really, what Thank a resource. Thank you. you. You mentioned portraits and I've seen your portraits and they're wonderful. Now we interviewed Tyler. That was our very first mm -hmm. uh, art box. <clears throat> and Tyler was very interesting that he paints self-portrait. He, he says it's not necessarily your face. Now you and I thought because we sponsored the self-portrait contest for Pride Weekend. The rules for that were not necessarily painting you as, but as you see yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now Tyler did, he, he painted, he painted a self-portrait painting a self-portrait. Do you ever do a self-portrait that doesn't show the face? Maybe shows the essence of the human being without their face. You always want the emotion to come through. I've taken a photograph that was given to me more than once and picked out a certain emotion with that person and really pushed it out more, if that makes sense. I So at the end of the painting, it may or may not have looked like that person I started with. Okay depending upon what I wanted to do it. I've done that before as well, yes. Okay, so that makes sense. So mm -hmm. the person, the, you painted the person that you felt was there, not necessarily that you 100% saw. Right, because if I wanted to do that, I would just take a photograph. Right, but what a right. talent to be able to do that. If I was going to do a portrait, it, I would have to have a photograph to look at. What a talent for you to be able to not only do a portrait, but 
special feeling coming from there. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. If any of the listeners want to find out about the programs that we have, where should they go? They can look at our website, mesquitefinearts.com, or they can look on Facebook. We also have a Facebook page. They can call the gallery. The website has usually has the coordinator's name and phone number to where they can get more information. So the website really, really is the key here. Linda, thank you for coming in today. And we'll get to our final question, which is, what's inspired you this week? I was inspired this week because I recently hiked Delano Peak. Have you been there, Steve? I have not been there. Well, it's uh, the elevation is 12,174 feet. Wow. Now, it's only a three-mile hike from the trailhead, but that takes six hours. It took me six hours to do the round trip of three miles because of the elevation. It was... I would look at a rock on the trail and say, well, I think I can make it that far. So I did kind of like an inchworm, just a little bit at a time to get to the top. But once I got to the top, the the views and the colors and the lights were just spectacular. There were, there were over 30 mountain goats up there. So that was my inspiration this, this week. That's quite an inspiration. It was. And as you're hiking, you must have said, something tells me we're not in Gold Butte anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> Gold Butte's inspiring as well, though. As you oh, it know, really is. yes. We just don't have the height. Well, I guess we do. Well, we just don't have the weather for hiking right this minute. So it must have been right. nice to be able to hike in August. It was. It was cool, nice and cool oh, there. Really? And, and where's Mount Delano? Mount Delano is up by Beaver, Utah. Okay. Is it Fish Lake it's, Wilderness? Yes, fish Close lake. to that. Yes. Is it the Tushers? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I've heard there's a mountain sheep there, but I've never seen them. It's a neat area. It is. It really is. Now now I want to go hike. We thought there were four bears kind of following us because there are bears there. We had so much fun watching them, but I did the zoom on the camera later and they were just cows. Oh. (laughs) I hate it when that happens. (laughs) Yes. But don't zoom. Just tell everybody to stop. Right. <laughs> I was so sorry that I, that I blew that up and looked at that because I really wanted it to be bears. <laughs> well, Linda, thank you so much for coming in today. We really appreciate everything you do for the gallery and for the children and for the adults. Thank you, Steve. And it was great to get to know you. Thank you. It was good to get to know you better, Rochelle, and to see you again, Steve. And I look forward to seeing you both on a hike sometime in the future. Definitely. We'll schedule a Friends of Gold Butte hike sometime in October. That'd be great. No more Septembers. Yeah. The first time I met Steve, we went on a uh, a hike. It wasn't too bad, but it was 95 degrees. Oh. It was a little too much. That was the end of September. (laughs) Just a couple weeks later, it was perfect. Yeah. All right, Linda. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Rochelle, great episode. I was really you know, Linda, she's just so much behind the scenes at the gallery. Yeah, and I don't think anyone realizes uh, all the work that she's done and how important all of that work is. Yeah, and, and, and then she still has time to put art up. Yes, and go hiking. Yes, go hiking. What's been inspiring you this week? 
My inspiration's kind of, probably kind of off, but I was just playing around. I have a lot of canvases that I've done, started something, then stopped and not liked it. And, and I used to get really bothered by seeing buildup of paint because I felt like, oh my gosh, now the rest of the world's going to know what I did, that I made mistakes, that I tried to come up, and you could see different brush, brush strokes or buildup of paint. Anyway, I always save those, of course. They're very expensive, and they're great to practice on because you can, with acrylic, you just very easily cover the whole thing up. So I started just having a couple days just to myself with no pressure, not having really a goal in mind. And I, I have a huge Pinterest collection of inspirations. And so every once in a while when I'm, when I'm kind of lacking, I'll and scroll through, which actually could take a long time because I have a lot. But there was one picture I kept coming back to of, of a woman that I really liked and a little bit of a challenging pose and some really cool clothes that she had on that I wanted to try. Grabbed one of these big old canvases that had been, I had actually used it two or three times and painted her and I, I got her done in a day and it was so much fun. And at the end, I decided it was actually really cool that I had all the paint bef on there before, uh, you know, so you couldn't feel any of the canvas texture, but there was a lot of texture already on there. And it really, and the painting was pretty, pretty free. We use that word a lot, really tight details or anything. I think just having that texture there made it even, even a cooler picture because it wasn't just flat and the paint kind of picks up differently when you have different layers. That was really inspiration because I think it, it all of a sudden made me feel better about a lot of the canvases that I have that are half done and I don't know that I'll ever use what's on there. Oh my gosh, it's almost like I, I just gained 20 canvases because I've decided that maybe that doesn't all matter anymore and it is kind of cool to have different textures come through. So I, kind, of, but kind of a crazy inspiration. Yeah, but, that's neat. I didn't know yeah, you were doing that. Yeah, I mean, so it worked I, out I, really well. I think you sent me a picture of the painting. Yes. And it's a, it's a direct uh, reproduction, so I won't be able to show anybody besides through text or whatever. I won't be displaying it. But it was a really fun exercise, both for just doing something for fun, doing something different, as well as, as learning that canvas doesn't have to be fresh to, to have a really cool artwork created on it. Yeah, you have one of the things in the picture that you sent me, a lot of good details. Yeah. I, I just love the details. Details of the belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty cool. It was a, it's a really yeah, neat Yeah, she was, and, yeah. and it's so different. It is different for me, too. Yeah, you're different. Yeah. I actually saw some neutral colors. Yes. Wow. Yes, I know. <laughs> I did it. Neutral colors. <laughs> okay, so what has inspired you this week? Well, I got a lot a lot to be inspired. I got a, a double inspiration. First, that we're back to work. We're recording after a couple weeks. We took off three weeks or so since we've recorded, and it's been fun. I really like the recording. I'd like to tell you that I really like the editing, but... <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the editing can be so boring, <laughs> removing all of our ums. The big inspiration this week, I actually is a week ago, was the, the Saxon, the cat competition, art competition for the Women's Cultural and History Center in Mesquite. And walked into the gallery, and there was probably 30 or 40 Saxon cats and they were all just done up so cute so adorable so crazy there was everything and what was really neat when I walked in then there was Rachel who we work with some at the Love family and there's Rachel's cat and next to it is Dana's cat and and there was a whole group of uh 
of the Love family, people that had their cats in there. And then all of our artists had put in cats. I got to adopt two cats. Awesome. Yeah. Of course, I gave them back. They all need forever homes. Yeah. And I don't know that anybody adopted mine or not, but mine was up for adoption. And won an honorable mention. Oh, yes, it did win an honorable mention. Yes, that was very creative. Yay. Hey, that's it. Thanks for Um, listening. Yep. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada, in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, visit us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com.